1: so go make sure you're following A to Z sports on every social media platform.
2: This is sewed number 167. The T-Rack says to cheerleader, get in
1: my belly. And then it says in fat bastard's voice, sewed. <laughs> we need fat T-Rack to eat more cheerleaders. I think that is correlated with Titan success. The amount of it- cheerleaders that T-Rack eats translates to wins on the field.
2: Uh, yeah, and you know what? It's a good point. Is T Rack in too good of shape? Is is T Rack yeah, in too man. good of shape for the Titans to be successful? You think about some of the, the the great mascots in the league right now? Um KC Wolf, the Chiefs mascot, he's got a waistline. He's mm, kind of kind of pitch. got a bad a bad body, I'll say and that and look at how good their team is. The then Colts you look mascot,
1: at, not not that he's a good mascot by any anyway, means, no, but he's got the no. circular belly. He's got the waistline necessary to
2: Yeah, and and you know, over really the, the last over the last two decades, I think you would still probably say the Colts have been a historically better franchise than the Titans. Uh obviously the Titans have had a good run over the last four, four or five years, but before that it was all Colts.
1: Maybe one Super Bowl changes that for the Titans? I don't know. They, they've they've got a lot of catching up to do.
2: But I think T-Rack needs to get fat before the Titans get a Super Bowl. Think, think back to a uh, you know, uh, team historically that is not good at making the Super Bowl, at least not in the last 30 years. The Dallas Cowboys and their mascot, not only is he fit, he's hella handsome. Mm-hmm. He's a good-looking dude. That's a good-looking mascot, right there. He's hot.
1: He's hot. Yeah.
2: He's hot in terms of mascot. Now, I look, I'm no furry. Okay, I'm not you won't see me at any like furry convention, but good-looking mascot.
1: But yeah, like if it. you were to see me at one, it would probably be like a, a <laughs> Cowboys function. Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, on their off-season priority list it's, you know, find a veteran wide receiver that can really help. You know, find that find that, yeah. you know, extra offensive lineman that can swing and fill in where where injuries may happen. Find a guy in the secondary. No, 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 no. Cross all those. No. Lines. Put Look, at the it top of your the list. Line. Yeah. Get T. Rack fat. Make T. Right. Rack fat again. That's that's number one on the list.
2: It's like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's better when he's fatter. Okay.
1: Yeah, but don't that's... don't don't talk about it. He'll get he'll get upset.
2: That's true. He doesn't, he doesn't true. like
1: people talking about his weight.
2: No, no. But Moneyball super bad.
1: You know. Yeah. There's, there's uh, proof in the pudding, literally, with Jonah Hill.
2: This is The End or whatever, right? Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, that's um,
1: my favorite movie ever, actually.
2: That, really? Of all like, time? Of all that's time, just, yeah. Gosh, you
1: have the Don't weirdest. throw those judgment eyes at
2: me. No, I'm sorry, but you have the weirdest taste in film. This so title came to us via Brian Bigelow. Check out Brian Bigelow's Twitter account. It's at Tennessee Titan. That is one letter away from literally just being the Titans', uh, Titans great account. handle. Great handle at Tennessee Titan. Hit that is him. We're the the freaking Tennessee Titans submitted this
1: week's so title. That he definitely right get some runoff followers too, right? Like just accidental. Oh,
2: you got it, and like I'm, I'd be willing to bet, like my aunt who's a Titans fan probably <laughs> follows him, everybody's it's grandparents, everybody's grandparents
1: who are on Twitter are definitely following brian bigelow on accident she's
2: like she's like i saw the titans tweeted at you last week no 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 aunt charlotte that's that's just brian bigelow that's uh (laughs) he's a tupper but no it's good to know that at tennessee titan is a tupper so shout out brian bigelow great so title name and a historical memory within titan's history of when that 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 fact inflatable t-rack ate that swallowed that cheerleader whole rest in peace you know our thoughts and prayers go out to that cheerleaders family in fact we're going to dedicate this week's so to that uh cheerleader may her may she rest in peace or rest in fat t-rack's belly um i'm sure she's digested by now that was years ago Mm -hmm. but i uh we do want to thank you and if you want to be like brian bigelow think of something from titans history or titans uh very titans eccentric and tweet us it and we will make it uh the so title for the very next week send your so titles to at tighten up pod on twitter or you can always dm them to us at tighten up podcast on instagram we've got a great so this week a fantastic so our dear aunt amy wells is uh joining us and if you're a tupper if you're a long time tupper you're familiar with Amy Wells being on this podcast, so you know we have a lot of fun with her. She is one who gets our shtick. she is one who who, who we leave these interviews laughing like our cheeks hurting and she this this week is no different than that. She' You're also going to know her, her stuff.
1: Big time. She does.
2: She does. She's a co-host of the Titans official podcast, or the official Titans podcast, the OTP, with Mike Keith. She knows her stuff inside and out, and she's a great source of knowledge and information. So we are going to tap into that as well as some other ridiculous things. Plus, this is a monumental sod. This is a sewed, uh that you look forward to every year. It is our official Titans schedule prediction sewed. Now, every sports talk radio station or show does it. The, the the very boring and outdated episode where they just run down the schedule and they give you their win-loss total and then they tally it up at the end. It's very archaic and it's very dumb and it's a waste of content, which is exactly why we do it. Uh, and we are going to do it this week on this sewed. So you have tuned into a very, very good episode, excuse me, very good episode of the Tighten Up Podcast. Before we get to all of it, though, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back.
1: Yes, our friends at Relax the Back, I really hope they were able to help you guys out um, for Mother's Day with some of those great deals. But now that Mother's Day has ended, you can still find some of the same great items that we've talked about for the past couple of weeks Inside Relax the Back, they've got a team that's going to help you work better, live better, and feel better every single day. Whether you struggle with insomnia or posture issues, Relax the Back's a place where you can fix all of that. Make all of those problems go away. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work, hunched over, maybe typing on your computer or writing on your desk. Um, They've also got Technogel and tipperpedic pillows and mattresses, really high-technology sleep stuff including some sound machines including wedge pillows that 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 really you know are able to no pun intended relax your back while you sleep they'll make <laughs> sure you're waking up feeling great every single day and they're located at 2020 glen echo road in nashville tennessee right next to hillsborough high school in that little shopping center um if you don't live in middle tennessee you're not able to get there in person Check them out online. They have a great website. They're very up-to-date. You can check out everything they have available in their showroom at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you.
2: With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train is coming. It's rolling around the.
1: And I ain't seen the sunshine so I don't know
2: when I'm talking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is May 16th, 2023. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and declare it. I'm declaring it right now, today, the official start of ladder drill season. It is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are not hyped up watching. 15 second clips on Twitter of Colton Dowell and his fast feet on the ladder drill, then frankly, I don't know what to tell you. If you're not getting a slight boner from watching Tajay Sharp do some quick feet in and out of that ladder on the laying on the ground, then you might want to consult with a physician because you probably don't have a pulse. Just Latter, like
1: Tajay Spears doesn't have an ACL.
2: Just right. Your pulse is in the same spot as his ACL. It's non-existent. So, <laughs> so it is it is it is a, a time where people are going to very adequately react to a clip of one throw from Will Levis in practice and not start booking their trip to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, wait, sorry. No, I have that in reverse. No, it is the time where people will freak out from one throw at Will Levis at practice and automatically think that the Titans are set for the future because, look, that's all you need to see. All you need to see is his first throw from practice and think, yeah, yeah yeah this is it there's no He is never gonna throw three interceptions in a game especially not a playoff game right
1: right i, I would like to say i was pro levis before it was cool to be pro levis like, i look tra- and r- i like rookie minicamp
2: jack i have your back on that i and i will always have your back on that for as down as i have been on levis and down as i will probably continue to be on levis until you know he 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 starts winning games for the Titans. And, and I'm not down on Will Levis. I'm down on the draft pick. I'm 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 not I think yeah. Will Levis is great. I think I think the Titans going quarterback instead of getting actual weapons that they can use this season is 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 where I'm angry with the pick. So let me make that clear first it's and not, foremost. But Jack, you you have always been you have been the guy who was a fan of Mumford and Sons before they ever played Red Rocks. Like, you <laughs> yes, are yes. you are the guy who was like, I am a, I, you are a Will Levis hipster, and I will always have your back before that. So if and when he eventually leads the Titans to the role, I'll say, Jack, you were on the precipice of being a Will Levis fan. So I Thank will you. give you, I will give you your, your props for that. And I will hopefully at that point, humbly, Eat my words, I and I hope that that is the case. But as for right now, I I will. I am not.
1: I want to. I I don't know. I'm going to ask this to you and answer it however you feel, just whatever your gut tells you. Okay. Is it is it fair to be down on Will Levis? He's shown us nothing. I mean, there. I don't think you can be up or down on him until he shows you something. Well, being down on him feels like it's a little unfair because he hasn't. You haven't even seen him like practice. You haven't seen him play. You just don't like the draft pick, and therefore you're making him. Uh, you're, you're kind of setting him behind the eight ball before he's able to prove that he might be worth the pick. Titans fans on Twitter will certainly show you ways of how you can be up on him uh, and down though. So Titans are pretty ugly to Levis. That
2: yeah, that, no, that's true. Then those are mostly Tennessee Vols fans that have been ugly towards him. But I, I think it's um. And if you go on uh, Titans Reddit, uh, or the Titans subreddit, I you will see just highlight video and highlight video of will levis plays from high school plays from college you will and and people are almost like like talking themselves into like like and this is this happens it's not a will levis thing it's a draft pick thing whenever you get any sort of draft pick you find any piece of nugget to latch on to to f- realize your team made the best pick in the draft with that pick Nine times out of ten, they become Bishop Sankey's, and they don't amount to really anything. And then you're left, that coming. You're getting left caught in the next hype cycle for the following draft. Uh It's just cyclical uh, how it happens. Time is a flat circle, to quote the great Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. But Jack, I I, I think you were right. You, in fact, in fact, that is the take to have. You should not be up on Will Levis. You should not be down on Will Levis. You should be right in the middle of Will Levis. because, and, and not just Will Levis, all of the draft picks. Because we don't know. We're not going to know for a long time. They haven't even put on pads yet. They practiced this weekend, but they didn't wear pads aside from helmets. Like, it is, it is, you're going to, you just have to be patient and like not bite each other's heads off if, if you're down on the draft pick or if you're up on the draft pick. And frankly, you shouldn't be either. And I'm not I'm not down on Will Levis, the player. I am I, I, I'm just like, I wish the Titans could have gotten a weapon for us to be excited yeah. about
1: uh and to enhance fair. the offense. That's totally fair. Let Will Levis kind of dictate how you feel about it. Let him, you know I understand college is one thing, but you know, there's been plenty of college quarterbacks who didn't win or struggled that yeah. went on to be good pros. But I will say, you know, I, I was the same way with Malik Willis. I'll be the same way with every quarterback they draft for forever. It's kind of yeah. like how uh, politicians, you, you know, during the, the mudslinging while, while they're running for office. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, well, he voted for this guy back in 1980. It's like, I voted for Malik Willis. I'm willing to admit that. You don't, There's no mudslinging needed. I'll admit that I voted for Malik Willis. Thought yeah. he was a good pick. Hasn't worked out that way.
2: Look, Republican, Democrat, I vote on the same side of the aisle. Every single, every single cycle, no matter who it is. I vote Tennessee Titans, okay? Two-tone so, blue. Look, if you... Yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you may be red, you may be blue. I'm two-tone blue. And I'm going to vote for whoever's running for Titans office every single time. Now, sure, am I going to be promised a lot of things during the election cycle? Yes. Will they adhere to even half of what is promised out of them? Probably not. A lot of policy failure. It tends to happen. Remember, we were excited about Zach Mettenberger getting drafted, and that really didn't amount to much. So, look, there's always more hype than there is. The politics analogy is so perfect, Jack, because we get promised so much, or at least we assume we're going to get so much out of these guys that we're voting for, quote-unquote, And then when they actually hit office, it's very rare that they actually do things like Abraham Lincoln, you know, and like actually like Ronald Reagan, like get like monumental things done in office. So uh, and then you just have to wait for the next four years for you. know, Yeah, but, you know, I vote on party lines,
1: so I blindly support my candidate, a.k.a. the Titans quarterback at every turn.
2: Right. If you're, look, I think that's one thing that all of us Titans fans should be like, like whether you love Will Levis or you hate Will Levis, you should be rooting for Will Levis to succeed because Mm -hmm. he is now a Tennessee Titan. And boom, we got to, you know, we got to kind of ride with what we got. And And, it's like that with the wide receiver room right now. Like, we got to ride with what we got. You can hate that NWI is a wide receiver too. Frankly, we don't because we love NWI on this podcast, but you can hate that if you want to. (laughs) But when it comes to Sunday, you better be rooting for him to have mm-hmm. all the success in the world. Because, yeah, because look, that means the the Tennessee Titans are are good now. Jack, with it, I, being, I was going to say
1: before we move on. I, oh yeah, you know, it, it's the Titans are trying to build an offense and make Indianapolis pay for it. See, that's look, we all
2: have an enemy. Okay, as Americans, it's Russia slash China. Okay, we all have an enemy. <laughs> As as Titans fans, it's Indianapolis slash Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, we have our enemies, and we should all be rooting uh, against them. And the commonality of good. Uh, the uh, I it, with it being ladder drill season, that means Jack that we are also opening up hype machine season. Okay, wow. and oh, yes. with. Uh, the very first hype machine nominee was Khalif Raymond back in the day. Where after his big catch in Baltimore in the playoffs, that following uh, off season and training camp, Khalif Raymond became the hype machine guy. It was wow. What do you think we can get out of Khalif Raymond? And Jack and I Canada. were. We were kind of early to this where we were like, is there too much hype around Khalif Raymond? Sure enough, the answer was yes. And uh, so then we spawned off the Khalif Raymond hype machine. Now, each year we give it to a different player. And um, I I think it's time to open up the nominations for it. Now, this will not be picked upon until training camp. But it's good to get, you know, with this first rookie minicamp, the first we're seeing of the 2023 team it's good to get the nominations rolling and jack i've got two in mind right now that i gotta throw on the board as as official nominees for the hype machine
1: well let's hear him go ahead and throw them up there
2: first and foremost the guy we kind of came out of the gates talking about mr will levis dude you we saw one throw and people were no joke that it was that south park meme it where it the whole room was splattered OK, you know what the one I'm talking about, yeah. it was the it was this was the way everyone reacted to one throw. It was a throw on the run. It was great. But uh, and and look, and if if Zach Wilson taught us anything in, with the New York Jets, it's that one throw means he's going to be a great pro with lots
1: and lots of success. Right. right? There's that a combine That's, throw that across the body, down the field.
2: Yeah, we all remember the throw. I mean, like, so, and clearly that paid off, right? Because that's all you need to see is one throw from a guy. Now, look, Will Levis is a guy who puts a ton of zip on the ball. And he is a, he has got an arm. There were videos of him at Penn State that went viral of just how tight of a spiral he throws and just how much zip he can put on a a pass. It was great. But then when you actually get him into games and stuff, I, I think Kentucky fans last year will tell you. And again... Extraneous circumstances with last season, but like a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts, decision making, accuracy, like things like that. Like the, uh, but does he have the ability to make great tight spiral passes? Yes, and with one throw, or at least one throw that was went kind of viral amongst Titans Twitter. I think that throw alone has vaulted this guy on top of Mount Hype Machine, and he is he is up there to stay at least th- until training camp.
1: That's fair, and you're talking about the one to Tajay Spears where he just dropped it in the bread basket on the sideline.
2: Yeah, uh, oh yeah, you know the one. We all saw pretty, it. Yeah, I do I, feel I like know. Randy Marshall in my
1: chair who, sitting back.
2: <laughs> I want to see. I want to know who the uh, videographer for that was. Because that was a great, honestly, it's a great video. Mm-hmm. Uh whoever whoever directed that Scorsese-esque video uh definitely deserves some praise for Will Levis hype. So, and then the other the other one I'm gonna throw out there? Colton Dowell. And I'm and I think I'm gonna throw him in there because He's literally the only wide receiver they drafted this year, so we're kind of hoping that the kind of semi-local guy is comes up and becomes a great story out of UT Martin, becomes this diamond in the
1: rough. Everybody's I, pulling for him. He's got I, everyone I, on his side. He's going to he's going to garner a lot of hype. And I, I, yeah. He wears Khalif Raymond's number 14.
2: That oh, look. Look, is it Khalif Raymond, a taller Khalif Raymond with a much better mustache? People are asking. People are asking, but look, I'm going into this off season because I, in my Titans thread, guys are, are, we're, we're texting each other. And, and like one of my buddies is like, am I going too deep? Am I getting too excited by watching like highlights of guys and expecting to get a lot out of this, this year's team? And I, and I honestly, I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm going into this season with no expectations whatsoever. I'm going in with like the expectation that everything's going to suck. So that way, if it is even remotely good, I will be, I will be pleased. So that is kind of my, now granted, once the season rolls around and gets here, I'll probably be like, yo, this team's going 15 and three or 15 and two. It's, it's going to be incredible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, so Uh, Colton Dow and Will Levis are my two nominees for the hype machine.
1: That's fair. And, you know, we did, we nominated Kyle Phillips last year. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he had all the tools. He was a great lateral guy, new receiver. There's going to be a ton of attention on Dow this year, just like there was on Phillips last season. So it's going to be fun to monitor. I I really hope a UDFA kind of steps up because we typically like to go for the slot guy, the smaller, faster, quicker feet better sure. hands, maybe even a punt returner or vying for that job at least. But yeah, no, I like your two nominations so far. And I don't think Tajay Spears should be counted out. Josh Wiley, who you're going to hear about from Miss Amy Wells in yep. a little bit. He's a candidate. There's there's a lot of, you know, even though they didn't really address the wide receiver position, the Titans drafted so many offensive players in this class. So we're we're definitely going to have a good selection of players to choose from. And, you know, there could even be some guys from last year or or guys that were hurt last year. Racy McMath going on year three, uh, a hype machine candidate. So um, our options are definitely open. I like where we're starting here in this rookie class, though. Yeah. So we've got an early nominations board.
2: If you want to submit some nominees for our hype machine, you can always hit us up at Tighten up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten up Podcast on Instagram. Jack, it's time. It is the sewed that every Tupper has been waiting for. It is our annual sewed. The schedule prediction sewed. Now, Sports Talk Radio loves, loves the old trope of going down. Once the schedule is released, going down the schedule game by game and going over whether they think there's a win or a loss and then tallying it up at the end. Now, is it good content? Not in the least bit. Is it boring as hell? Pretty much, yeah. Is it literally grasping at straws in in terms of what to talk about? Yeah, it is. Which is exactly why Jack and I are going to roll it out. Which is oh, why yeah. we do it every freaking year. And I will say, Jack and I, for the most part, last year was a little rough, but for the most part, been pretty, pretty good, pretty good with our predictions. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to tune our own horn, but our predictions tend to be. Fairly close. Fairly, fairly we're close. O- so, we're, we're batting over 500. Oh, for sure. Yes, 1,000%. Yeah, we are. We are. So, Jack, let's go ahead and go through this. Let's kind of roll through this. I think this year's uh, schedule is pretty consistent. I think we can kind of just roll through this one. Um, but let's go ahead and start. Let's, let's kick it off. Week one, down in the bayou, New Orleans, baby. NOLA, we're getting some beignets. We're playing at the Superdome, facing off against Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. Jack, what do you have for uh, Titans prediction in this week one?
1: Well, it's it's now it's mascara, man. Derek Carr's down there. So, um, I don't know. I feel good about this game. But, oh, yeah. You know... oh, yeah. J- Jameis is still backing up. God love him. <laughs> God love him. I know. And you know, there was a point this offseason where I was like, what if Jameis kind of bridged the gap in Tennessee? I'd be open to it. But... That's hey, hey do people!
2: People forget. People forget. He threw for five thousand yards and had the number one uh, passing offense with the Tampa Bay Bucks the year yeah. before Tom Brady. He took also over.
1: threw like thirty-one interceptions. But yeah, yeah, that he did do. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a, doesn't a, matter. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I think the Titans' defense can really show up week one. A lot of people are overlooking the defense because the offense isn't exciting, and I think New Orleans could do that. Um, give me the Titans in a close one, week one. Okay. All right. So Jack has the
2: Titans at one and oh. I am going uh I am also going with the Titans because I think Derek Carr is uh immune to beating the the Titans. Um he is right, did I say that right? Yeah, he's immune. Um uh he's I'm immune choice of words. Right, right. He's immune to if you're immune from beating the Titans, you can't you can't beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh jeez. Mm. Well, this threw me off. Anyway, Derek Carr <laughs> can't beat the Tennessee Titans, okay? And so they they are like like a uh <laughs> like a worker at the clinic counter at your local JCPenney's. They're going to be all up in his face and he is uh going to fall week 1. They're going to put the L in Orleans. The Titans are and the Titans walk away with the uh win. So week 2 home like- opener the ain't and saints could also be the, the ain't and saints classic a classic joke for sure so the uh the week two los angeles chargers come to nashville now historically titans versus chargers is usually a loss for the titans when it's played out west however this game is in nashville last time i believe the chargers were in nashville was the fumble on the goal line? Uh, one, I think it was Ryan Tannehill's first career start as a Titans starter. Yeah, Melvin Gordon gave it away. Yes, that was a that was a clutch. That's kind of fueled the turnaround of that season. That win. Um, I'm going to say, since this is played at Nissan, I'm going Titans W.
1: Yeah, the Titans haven't had much success in Los Angeles or in London. You remember Mike Frable? That that was uh, one of his first games in, in his first year when when he decided to go for two. And win it in London, and it didn't work yeah. out. Oh, I, I was there. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. Traveling across two time zones. Sure, they've got Justin Herbert, but they don't have Derrick Henry. Titans. Titans in another close one. That's two and 0. Boom. Week three at Cleveland.
2: Come on, this is a W. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, OK, no, all right. Week four uh, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is one that will continue to give us PTSD, a a game, even though they played, they squared off last season. They square off against the Bengals in Nashville again. I uh, they've played like I feel like they've played the last <laughs> four seasons and every uh, all but one of them have been in Nashville and the one that was played at Paul Brown Stadium when the Bengals were really bad and the Titans somehow fell, I blame the shadows at Paul Brown Stadium, or which is now I, they've got some sponsor name on their stadium now. But uh, I blame the shadows for that game. However, the last uh, three games in Nissan Stadium haven't gone well, or at least this will be the third game in Nissan Stadium. But the last two have not gone well. And um, but you know what? They you know what they say: third time's a charm. I'm going Titans in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think a revenge game's hard to win? Or a double revenge game's hard to win? How about triple revenge game? The Titans have revenge on their minds. I think they take
2: this one, move to four now. The second most expensive ticket going right now for on the Titans' schedule, uh, and only second to the London game, which... We'll get to here in a bit, uh, but the most expensive ticket of uh, any home game and really any road game for the Titans uh, available right now. Still not that expensive. Uh, still. Yeah. Still not that expensive. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but so uh, after four weeks, uh, I've got the Titans at four and heading yeah. into Indianapolis at Indianapolis. I'm hoping to make it to this game. I am hoping to make it to this game. Uh, I, I went to the game in Indy last year. It's a short four-hour drive. It's pretty much all up to my wife if I can go to this game. So let pray for me in those conversations that I will be having. I will bring up at a later date when she is in a much better mood. Um, I am uh, – I'm going – look, it's the Colts. It's a W.
1: Yeah. Uh, NWI, Colts killer, went to Indiana. He's had success against Indianapolis. The uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson touchdown celebration came against Indianapolis. Colts don't scare me. The only person that scares me is Jim Ursay behind the wheel. So, yeah, give give the Titans a win here. That's a good point.
2: Great point. Uh, next up, week six, we go to foggy London town. Now, Jack, I don't know how you feel about this one, but I do believe that this game being played at 8.30 a.m. is going to be early for the Titans. Just kidding. That's a joke. It'll be 8.30 for us, but the Titans will be Playing at a normal time for foggy London town, they are playing the Baltimore Ravens, a team that they, they tend to have the number over the last uh, at least the last couple of meetings. The Titans uh have- haven't had a, a really uh, a regular season win against Baltimore since the AJ Brown uh, get off me breakthrough five tackles win with the Derrick Henry walk off in overtime in the COVID year uh, of twenty twenty. So, but I do think that playing in London plays to the Titans' advantage, and I do think that they walk away with the
1: W. You're playing at or oh, Tottenham Hotspurs pitch, <laughs> I think, with the side of bangers and mash. The Titans will come away with a W.
2: You know, it is important. I like 1920s to know. American there? Uh, no, no, I don't know. It's I like think I was a Great
1: Depression American accent. It, well, keep it going, whatever it was. I loved it.
2: Uh, the, uh, the It is important to note that the Titans will come out hungry for this one because uh, not only are the Ravens a bitter rival, which is one I don't understand why we're sending this game to England, I would much rather have this game been played in in america so we could have gone to it but uh they will come out hungry because the food in london is quite terrible so uh, i do believe that they will be like oh my gosh we're starving we're starving for a w gonna be like james winston i'll eat a w just because i don't want to eat these dumb fish and chips that they keep serving over here uh week seven bye week who eats baked beans
1: with breakfast give me a break Let's well, do it right yeah that's a who, great point <laughs> all right so bye week check in. We played six. I've got a. Uh, I've got the Titans at six and zero. Yeah, I do too, and that's weird. That's weird, but I. Well, I this is
2: this is how I feel. I probably feel it's going to go week eight. Atlanta, our mm. guy Arthur Smith comes to town. Uh, Art, welcome home, buddy. Uh, here's an L for you. I think the Titans <laughs> win this one. I don't think the Falcons are very good. I, look, I don't think the Titans are going to be very good this season, but
1: I, I think they're going to be better than the Falcons. So The Falcons have a ton of just incredible skill guys that are young. Bijan, uh, why am I forgetting Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Yeah. yeah. But they had Desmond Ritter. And Desmond Ritter is like an inexperienced Marcus Mariota. The Titans in a big way. Although I hope Arthur Smith gets the reception that he deserves here. Yeah.
2: Ritter. <laughs> Hardly know her. Uh, the next up week nine at Pittsburgh. This one is at, uh, formerly known as Heinz field. Now, Acresure stadium. That to me is a big reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers lost their mojo. I believe last season was the first year where the Steelers broke their streak of being eight and eight or better for the last like 15 years prior to that. And I think that I, I think it's because they now play at Acresure stadium. They should have kept it. Heinz, a great Pittsburgh company And I think for that reason, since this is being played at Akersher Stadium on a Thursday night, look, don't sleep on the Tennessee Titans on a Thursday night now. For that reason alone, well, those two reasons alone, being played on a Thursday night and being played at uh, a stadium that's no longer called heinz I think the freaking Titans blow it up like Bain and get the W.
1: Yeah, it's hard to kick at Heinz Field or Akersher Stadium at night. But thankfully, the Titans have Derrick Henry and will only be kicking extra points. So I think yep. the Titans on Thursday night, their first game on primetime of the season, kind of, you know, kind of tell the rest of the football world that, hey, remember us? Yeah, we're, we're seven and we're eight. No, oh. we're eight. No. Oh. Yeah.
2: We continue on in November week 10 at Tampa Bay. Now this is a stretch of three straight road games, but two of which are in Florida in November. So I kind of like the warm weather games that the Titans are playing at Tampa Bay. Now, um, as of right now, as we record this, Tom Brady is still retired. So this is easily a W Um, until, until he of course comes out of retirement in August, then we'll revisit this. Hot
1: gossip that Tom Brady is um, interlinked with Kim Kardashian at the moment. I don't know if you've seen that, but the streets are saying. uh,
2: People people are asking.
1: This is the third straight game in which the Titans will be facing an inferior quarterback and really an inferior offense. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, now Tampa Bay, led by Baker Mayfield. And, I mean, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady was the second lowest scoring offense in football. They're Mm going to be bad. They're going to be really bad. And you get the extra rest coming off the Thursday game. Titans roll in Tampa. Okay,
2: I like it. Uh, And then continuing on the third straight road game in November at Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't call us the Orlando Jaguars, which is where we'll probably be in a couple of years because we're having some renovations done with our stadium and uh, need a new home to play. Uh, that is of course, if they don't eventually move to London, because they are playing back to back weeks in London this season, because, uh, nobody in America wants to see Jacksonville. Uh, the Jacksonville's better this year. We do have to give look Titans fans. We, as much as it, it pains me to say this, we got to give Jacksonville their props. They won the, they won the South last year. They, uh, granted it took a historical collapse by the Tennessee Titans for them to do so. But everyone's buzzing about the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I'm fine with. Buzz away. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Talk about how the Jacksonville Jaguars are the new team in the AFC South to beat. That's fine by me. You look, we as Titans fans know, and maybe it's like the best kept secret, but the division still runs through Nashville and literally runs through Nashville with Derrick Henry. As long as you got Derrick Henry going up against any team in teal, I think I I will bet my money on the derrick henry team give me the titans to win that one
1: yeah i think mike Vrabel plays a clip of morgan wallen's concert in the locker room before they go out to jacksonville Ooh, and also point. Titans yeah. fans making the trip stay away from the concession stands this may be a game to sneak like a ham and cheese in your sandwich or, or, or mm-hmm. a ham and cheese sandwich in your shirt or something just to tide you over and keep you away from the rat poison definitely eat before definitely eat before a, you get a, into the stadium it's a bring your lunch And bring your lunch pail
2: type of game. The only home game in the month of November against Carolina. That's a W. That's a W.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Frank Reich. It's going to be a couple years.
2: Sorry, Frank. Look, you had trouble beating uh, the Titans, and I think those continue in your new home of Carolina. Bryce Young or not. Following that, speaking of Frank Reich, his old stomping grounds, the very next week, December 3rd, week 13, Against the Indianapolis Colts, the Pat McAfee curse is still alive and well. And I think it. this only plays into the Titans' hand again. Let's call it another year, another sweep of the Colts. Titans get the dub.
1: December 3rd, so you can bring back pyrotechnics if you so choose and not have to worry about the field catching on fire. It'll be a bit of That's a cold-weather game. Titans point. thrive in cold-weather games. Indianapolis, a dome team in December. That's an easy one. Give me the Titans.
2: Right, yeah, the first game in DeHenber, uh, Important to note, I I like that one. Uh, Darius Leonard or or Shaquille Leonard, whatever the hell you're going by these days. Uh, just be on the lookout. You very rarely have you had to face Derrick Henry in DeHenber. My man, I I would I'd go ahead and take a uh, make a business deci- decision that day. All right, mm-hmm. maybe go ahead and sit that one out. Uh, the very next week. Speaking of cold weather, DeHenber, Taking it down south, South Beach to be exact, week 14 against Miami. This is Monday night, waiting all day for Monday night. This is on my uh,
1: my high school girlfriend's birthday
2: and oh, my God. cousin's birthday.
1: Yeah, what? yeah how, that's something you remember huh you must have been okay all right and that's actually on my mother's birthday so uh let's december
2: 11th see everyone there's a lot of people with the december 11th birthdays it's important to note monday night football bah, 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 bah. look miami's gonna be good this year but by that point in the season if there's any team that deals with injuries as well as yeah. well i mean as poorly as the titans do it's the miami dolphins there's no way to uh Tagaviloa starts this game. Viloa.
1: So what did I it's, say? Tag it's, it's, it's a tongue Viloa. Yeah, the, you said well, it how it's spelled, but apparently, you know, it's. Anyways, this is going to be a Skylar Thompson game for Miami. You can't win with Skylar Thompson. We figured that out in the playoffs. Yeah. Although they, they they gave it a hell of a run, but Skylar Thompson isn't scaring me. The Titans are going to win this one.
2: Let's just call it a slip of the tongue of Viloa, and uh, the yeah, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins lose this one. Uh, Titans win. Uh, Week fourteen. All right, then week fifteen. My gosh, let's just go ahead and Ugh. take it a moment of silence for the Houston Texans. Now, look, I, had, I think the Houston Texans have low-key had the best off season uh, in the AFC South of any of the teams. I, I think they have they have kind of rebuilt and retooled. I, the they gap. had a they had they had a long gap to go, but they did. I think they closed the gap better than any other team and. Uh I do think they they are they are sitting very well for as bad as they've been, however, facing the Tennessee Titans not once but twice in the month of Henber, the guy who has uh you know you want to say the McNair family owns the Texans no, 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 it's the Henry family, and my man is squaring off against this team twice in three weeks in Henber. Just go ahead and let's let's do. Look, if you are a, a person of religion, I ask that you do say your prayers for the Texans. Uh, if you're if you're less religious and you're more of a thoughts person, put some thoughts down the way uh, down south in, in in southeast Texas. Because look, I just pray for Houston. I, I'm t- mm-hmm. Titans win this one. Bad, bad yeah. at home.
1: I'm a man of faith, and there's a deep run by Derrick Henry. Uh, That'll be six, and I don't know if I'll ever be putting on this headset again. Yeah, the Titans, (laughs) that's such an interesting matchup. that They see the Texans for the first time in the middle of December. That's a a dome team again in the cold weather against Derrick Henry and the Titans offense. Oh, pray for them. Yeah, no chance. Titans by a
2: mile. Then next up, Seattle comes to town. I'm so glad this game is in Nashville rather than in Seattle. Christmas Eve, hey, Santa's coming early, and he's delivering a dub. Titans over Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. That they're, The Seattle Seahawks are going to rue the day they ever gave Geno Smith more money. You know, he says that, uh, look, I, they tried to write me off. I didn't write back, though. I have a feeling he's going to be writing back, not just to Santa on Christmas Eve, but to everyone who wrote him off.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a statement game for or statement game for Colton Dow. Uh, who needs Jackson Smith and Jigbo? Right, we've got Colton Dow. Uh, I think he. I, th- I think this is his first career 100 yard receiving game. Give me the Titans at home against the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, it's going to be weird when Colton Dow outperforms DK Metcalf in an NFL game next season. But look, that's what people will be talking about come that Monday following that game. Next up, Houston. I look again, I. It doesn't need to be stressed again. Uh, just again, thoughts and prayers go out to them. It, the The final day of DeHember, and they we had to squeeze in a game at home in that dome. The building, the the building, that a lot of people refer to as the house that Derek built because, and he built it off of the dead bodies of Texas defenders that tried to tackle him, mm-hmm. um, just stacked up titans by a mile yeah and and i i mean a literal mile because that's how many rushing yards Derek will have in that game
1: (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's in nashville or in houston or in london or in germany or in thailand as long as the titans are playing the texans you're gonna have to give me the tennessee titans yeah you can't you can't not and finally week 18 at home
2: against Jacksonville now this is the one game on the schedule that is TBD and I think this is because the tennis or I mean the, the NFL likes to put flux. all of their games all of their games uh, on that final Sunday there's no Monday Night football it is going to be uh determined because this very well could have playoff implications now I currently have, let me do the math real quick time. Carry the one. I love
1: that this game's at home too, instead of Plus in Jacksonville. 14.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I currently have the Titans at um 16 and Oh, so they should have the division clinched by then. So this will probably be a noon kickoff, but I do have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, losing this game and i have the titans winning this one as well so
1: yeah the, the titans are probably going to be resting a bunch of their starters i actually also have them at 16 and zero by this point the, the, but okay. you know even though the titans are going to rest their starters this is going to be a will levis game will right. levis is going to light the Jacksonville on fire uh huh. Um, just like the the pyrotechnics failure lit the you know nissan stadium on fire that one time against the colts in the home opener but will levis flexes his muscles the titans say you got trevor lawrence Who cares? We got Will Levis.
2: Will Levis is going to show Trevor Lawrence how to really uh, excel in your actual rookie season in the NFL. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and people forget. Everyone wants to anoint Trevor Lawrence as his top five, top six quarterback. I keep seeing him in these stupid power rankings, and this season shouldn't get me mad, but I'm mad. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw, like, what, 100 interceptions in the first half of that playoff game, that they got lucky to come back and win?
2: Yeah, Uh, people forget.
1: Do People forget that? I feel like people forget that.
2: People definitely forget that um, he was really bad. And there were a lot of people like, oh, this there were a lot of this aged poorly guys coming out of the woodworks in the second half of that game. It's like, actually, no, it didn't age poorly. He played poorly in the first half. And we were pointing that out. It's not like him coming back and winning that game negates the fact that he played like shit in that first half. So yeah. let's Trevor let Lawrence. Be.
1: He's only had the he said the same partner for his entire life. He, you know, the Titans come out here after having Ryan Tannehill run a sixteen-game gauntlet and let Levis go, in there and they say, "You know what? We've got two, we've got two partners." Will Levis dominates? The Titans finish the regular season seventeen and zero. Boom! All right, so yeah, so yeah,
2: you've got them at seventeen and zero, and I, I, uh, let me carry, yeah, let me tally this up, yeah. Oh, wow! I too have them at seventeen and zero. That's incredible. Wow.
1: This is this is the third straight season this has happened this is it's that's weird that is weird that, like what are the on. odds yeah huh let me let me look back through and see if i could change anything
2: yeah and let me go back and at home check. against
1: the Bengals. don't
2: think so yeah it's the thursday night in pittsburgh no that's definitely a win um at jacksonville definitely a win um skylar thompson yeah Bengals at home you're catching them early in the season when you know they'll still be bad um, before they go on a run late, yeah. No, I mean I think twice. this is, yeah. yeah. This is I. I'm double checking. I don't see anything on the schedule where we missed. So, um, looks like yeah, looks like Titans 17 and oh. Wow, that's wow. That would be a record, I believe. That would be yeah, a record.
1: Hot. It's never been done in my lifetime. In I don't season. think.
2: Yeah, I'll have to go back and check, which we will. And maybe we'll tweet it out later. But I don't think the Titans have had an undefeated season before. So that -hmm. would be a first in franchise history. And that dates back to the Houston Oilers days. Um, Also, you know what? While we're at it, you want to go ahead and just throw in week one of the preseason. Your Tennessee Titans coming up to my neck of the woods. They're coming to Chicago, baby. Yeah. Look, if you are a Titans fan and you are going to be at that Chicago preseason game, now I know you're probably not making you know travel schedules for preseason, but let me sell you on this real quick. Pitch me. Saturday, August 12th. Will it be warm here in Chicago? Probably. But, like, warm in Chicago when you're lakeside is, like, upper seventies, upper eighties, you know, it's very rarely do we get in that sweltering heat that, you know, in August in Nashville with the humidity, it feels so amazing by the lake. And if you come to Chicago and you go to soldier field for this game, you'll be sitting by the lake and it will feel so nice. It is. That is the best time to be in Chicago. There's no better city in America than Chicago in the summer. Now, Notice I said Chicago in the summer. That's a very important caveat to put there because the winners here suck. <laughs> but in the summer, this city is amazing, and I think you need to come up and come visit. Say hello when you do. Reach out to us if you are coming up here because I'm going to try my darndest to be at that game. There is an Eric Church concert that night that I think I might have to be at, but – um but the I will and I'm gonna try everything at very least to tailgate that game and then maybe later head on. It is a noon kickoff. So come to Chicago Saturday, August twelfth. Make make that plan and get up here. And oh oh and by the way, I also have the Titans winning that game as well.
1: It's gonna be a Kari Blasing game, Dylan Cole, Jane <laughs> yes, Kirkshank, yes. Nathan. You're gonna be Davis. doing this. There's a long list. There's a long um, list. Who else do we got here? Luke Steckel, Luke Steckle. Yeah. Is there any more? It is. It is a, it is basically, it is oh, the Deont- Titans playing their former selves. Deontay Foreman.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: DeMarcus Walker. Uh-huh. Revenge game.
2: It is. So there's a lot
1: on the line here. And by the way, Eddie George is coaching up there this summer for a couple of months.
2: What's he doing up here? Or a couple he of doing? weeks.
1: He's just serving as an assistant. They have a certain program where they're bringing in, um, a couple a couple former pros. I forget who the other one is. But Eddie George, still at TSU, is going to be going up and helping out with the Bears for a couple weeks damn, this summer.
2: Damn. Look, I'm telling you, Chicago, place to be. Uh, we've got a freaking NASCAR race coming here in the streets of Chicago this year. So come up for the NASCAR race. Stay a month later and go to that Titans game.
1: All right? There'll be a lot and, of cars honking in that NASCAR race. Yeah.
2: It's going to be the first NASCAR race with traffic. <laughs> <laughs> It's going
1: to be, they're going to be going like
2: four miles per hour on the, uh, down the, down Lakeshore drive. <laughs> the, uh, all right. So let's get to Amy Wells. Amy is so awesome. So phenomenal. Oh, uh, compare and contrast your notes. Let us know what your schedule predictions are at Titan up pod on Twitter at Titan up podcast on Instagram. Hit us up. Let us know what your predictions are and let's see if you've got the same as us, um, or, or what, what you have the Titans going this season. And, uh, yeah, let's get to Amy Wells. Amy is uh, phenomenal. You're going to love her. But before we do, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM.
1: Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. With BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First, online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-drawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. I don't know about you, but I got this whole punch in my cup. just nice, getting started, I'm already
0: doing too much. Reach down in my pocket, my wallet mess.
2: Uh, We are joined by a returning aunt of this podcast, uh, one of our favorites. We love her to death, and it's been way too long since she's been on this podcast, and that's no one's fault but Jack and I, <laughs> uh, it is exclusively our fault. You could find her on Twitter at Titans, Amy, that's a M I E for those of you who don't know how to spell Amy Wells's name. She is Amy Wells, uh host of the Titans OTP, the official Titans podcast. Amy, how are you? How have you I'm, been?
0: I am so good. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm, this. this is going to be fun.
2: This is, this is going to be fun. And I know that because every time you join us, we have, we end up like our cheeks end up hurting because we're laughing so hard. Um, and you, I feel like so much has been going on. Uh, we've got a lot of Titan stuff to talk to, but, um, you are a, I don't even know if we've talked to you since the birth of your child. Uh, Um, and if we had, it was shortly after. So uh, how is life as a new mom? Um,
0: it's wild. I mean. The world is constant chaos, yeah. in the best possible way. I mean, never a dull moment with a freshly one-year-old. Yeah, um, so she's she's still brand new, but like knows tricks now, which is really fun. <laughs> um, but for a long time with babies, and nobody tells you this because the only thing I knew about parenting was like what I've seen in montages, like in movies. Right, so right. <laughs> pregnant, and then the baby's there, and then they're tired, and then they're like playing on the playground the kid's 6. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, good. I can do that." Like that's <laughs> I can
2: be <laughs> tired for it's one seating. scene. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like I can do this. <laughs> um that's not exactly how it is. And there's a really long stretch of time between like baby comes but can't do anything and baby can do cute stuff. <laughs> um like a really long time for a while th- they're just kind of there. Yeah, to keep them alive and like interact with them. But like I had a Tamagotchi that was a little more exciting than my kid was for the first like six weeks. Because <laughs> At least they beeped at you sometimes. She just right was there. Real cute. I mean, just melt your heart, but like not doing too many things. Now we're doing some stuff. We're moving. We're rocking and rolling. She has strong opinions. Um, It's a lot more fun now. But I mean, we are just in a constant state of insanity. Just was, flushing
2: a, a Tamagotchi is a lot easier than changing a diaper too, though. I will say
0: it yeah. really is. Although I was in like third grade when those were a thing and I, they were banned at school. So I had to give it to my <laughs> mom to take yeah. care of throughout the day. Right. 100% of the time I'd come home dead.
2: dead. So, yeah. it, it drowned now, in its own it. poop. Yeah.
0: Yep. It died. And so then there's tears and you've got to read, birth the thing you gotta reset it on the back with a pen just to get a new one and I mean if Livy goes down it's not as easy to reset her you know yeah right right, right there's right. a little bit more to it but she I mean she's great she's the best and it's been a lot of fun but holy so at least once a day I go what have I done like how yeah. how, how did we get here
1: Is one of the tricks that she's been taught uh, how to run a deep post? Because I know a team that could use someone like that. Good question. Good question. Um,
0: No, she is really fast, but not up yet. So she's still crawling. We're not walking yet. So really quick, but like uh, doesn't have her hands available to her, which I know is what you need. However, I will tell you, because this is a Derek Henry heavy show, Mm -hmm. um, She is a stiff-arming machine, which I'm pretty sure directly correlates to the amount of Titans practices and games she was on the sidelines for before she was born. Um, Oh, man, she will stiff-arm somebody at daycare. It's like (laughs) a legitimate problem. Oh, like,
2: my gosh. livy has yeah. got to
0: stop stiff-arming the other babies. Like, oh, what, what can you do? That and the horse collar tackle, she'll just really get in there and pull a baby down. That, she... Well,
2: and that, that's a penalty now, so you got to be careful with that. It that's is. Right. I know. That'll a lot cost of flags thrown
0: at, at daycare, which yeah. is, I <laughs> didn't know they did that. If she,
2: if she comes home with, like, eye black in the shape of a cross under on <laughs> one cheek, then you really have to be, like, all right, hey, honey, listen, we have to wait. We, we have to
1: wait until you're older.
0: Yeah, you you don't have enough teeth for that yet. So.
1: It's better to be daycare Derrick Henry than daycare Josh Norman, though. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, we
2: yes. all
0: agree on that. Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: At least she's the one pushing and not the one getting pushed.
0: <laughs> well, absolutely. And I don't like you can't say that to the teacher though. You have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and not like, all right, well, she's on I'm the like, better end of that yeah. at
1: least. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Give her some nooks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a, a busy day. Uh, we're, we're talking you on Tuesday. It's been a busy day down at the facility today. Uh, I got to hear from some of the new free agents, Aziz, mm-hmm. Al Shair, Daniel Brunskill, Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, just just off the top, we'll start here. What were your main takeaways from today? Uh, Al Shair made a nice funny joke. I thought that was good, good to add some personality to the linebacker room. Um, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting was saying, you know, all kinds of stuff about how the Titans are kind of ahead of the game at this point in the offseason. season. With some of the stuff they do. What 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 were your thoughts on some of the things that they said?
0: Well, I love these off season media availabilities because they give us the opportunity to talk about a lot of different things. Um, that essentially in twenty four hours meh, I mean, don't really have much <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. all we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this
2: it's literally just the drip of water in the barren desert of the off-season that we have um, right
0: now. And that's really what it is. And in a week, we've got OTAs, and all of a sudden, we have on-field stuff to talk about. So that's kind of where I'm turning my head and everybody else's too. It's so great to see everybody. I'll tell you what, the uh, turnout rate, just having guys back in the building and feeling everybody back around has been phenomenal. It's been Good. so nice to see guys kind of going through this off-season process. It seems like there's been a ton of people who remained in Nashville throughout the entirety of the offseason. I know some guys spoke on that. Um, Traylon Burks was one of them who, you know, remained in Nashville, got a lot of work done, continued to work out with the trainers and uh just the different sp- support staff that's here at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. So it feels really exciting to have, like, everybody together finally on the same schedule and starting to get that work in. You start to get that kind of football buzz um where, like, you feel like it's coming. And then OTAs are the ultimate, like, tease of football season, because you start to go out to practice, you're going pretty consistently, we get to see these guys doing more football stuff. I mean, there's no pads or anything like that. And there's still some restrictions in what they can and can't do. But you actually start to see some real like football stuff. And it just feels good to be out at practice. And so you, you do that for a couple weeks, we'll have a mandatory mini camp in the middle of it, which is new for Mike Vrabel. Um, and so we'll really start to see kind of what this team is looking like how they're putting some things together. You know, you get those first little tastes and then boom, everybody leaves six weeks. No one's around. Wait until training camp, folks. And you're like, ah, oh, man, I was just getting in the groove. Um, But really, it is. It's so good to hear from those veteran players. It's so good to kind of get start to get that taste and start to get that feeling of football being back. But it's not even close to the real deal yet
2: amy uh i gotta ask you is um is this team gonna do anything at wide receiver are they any any like or or is what we got what we're rolling with um you are you are in the building i don't know if you've heard whispers or rumors or plans of attack or anything like that but if you want to share it with us I can I can assure you that literally it's just uh, no one listens to this podcast but Jack and I. So if you do have uh, inside <laughs> info that you wanted to share, well, I know
0: like Jim Wyatt listens, and my mom will probably listen. So yeah,
2: well, Jim Wyatt's in the building, so that kind of that's just that counts. Yeah, that's that hell, like,
0: I mean, he would. Know. It's like we're in the
2: facility just chatting. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I know nothing. Honestly, like I wish I could tell you that I had some sort of like super secret insight or like I heard this rumbling and I'd be lo- like happy to share it with you. I don't know a thing
2: like. <laughs> it, I- do, you, do, you, do you have any uh, inklings like like what you think? Like what what is your what do you think this team will do?
0: You know, I don't really know. But here's why I don't really know. Usually I kind of have like a gauge. There's a lot of factors this year. There is what every other team in the league is going to do. That's one of the biggest factors because we, uh, and you guys know this, I don't have to explain something new and fresh to you, but there's different waves of free agency, right? There's like Mm -hmm. the initial bam, everybody like shuffles around to get all the players. And it's like 48 hours of mayhem. And then there's kind of a lull. And then there's some things right before the draft where some more positions of need are being filled. You're really starting to kind of dig through who's around Teams start making some moves to free up some money right before the draft, and then it goes quiet again. And then, boom, there's the draft, and you add a bunch of players, and it's so exciting. And then there's kind of another lull, and then teams start to reorganize, and then they'll start to release some players again. We're kind of waiting for that next kind of wave of releasing some players again, and kind of seeing what the market is like. I know that Ran Carthon and all the guys downstairs, which being on separate floors, is why I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we have, need to
2: get we need to get you an office on that floor. That's I know. I to you
0: an there was a time that my office was in the same wing as the scouts in our old building, and I knew everything. I had like I knew what like bathroom schedule people were on. I knew where the snacks were. <laughs> So I, like linger. <laughs> I know nothing now. I'm on a whole different floor. I never see those people. It's a whole different world. Um, but we know that those guys are really digging through free agency. The personnel guys are constantly, constantly watching that waiver wire. And even what wi- waiver wire,
2: right? W- waiver uh, wire. Yeah. Waiver
0: right. wire white after the. Waiver Right yeah, you waiver <laughs> yeah. <a> wire.
2: Yeah, during <laughs> <enjoying> wabbit season.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, guys! But after the draft, Mike Vrabel even said, "Hey, we're going to be watching that waiver wire. We know that there's some things that are going to start brewing right away." And then there were like three guys that came out, which is just very uh, unusual for what usually happens in like the two or three days after the draft. Um, so a lot of it just depends on who's on the market. There's also some money things that the Titans have some cap room, but that's going to continue to evolve and change because you've got to make sure all of your draft picks sign their contracts and all of the undrafted free agents sign their contracts. And you've got some money in the reserves so that I don't know, if you have a record number of injuries throughout the season, you have money to pay those people.
1: Hypothetically. Yeah, just yeah hypoth- if, people. if that happened, yeah. If
0: something like that were to happen, you had 93 people play in the regular season, <laughs> you'd have to pay them. So that's a thing to consider. There's, uh, there's all of that happening. So it's kind of the balance of who's out there balanced with how much money you have to pay them. Would the Titans love to add a receiver or two? Absolutely. Would the Titans love to add even more depth in the defensive back position and maybe a safety or something like that? Absolutely. Are there linebackers out there who would be really cool to add to your roster? Probably. But these are things that you just kind of have to let everything evolve and flow. Does this team also feel pretty confident with the guys that they have right now at that receiver spot? Yeah, that's why they're on the team. So there's also a lot of time left during this offseason period to start working with that group and kind of getting them in the rhythm that we want. We know that Mike Vrabel wants them to be faster. He wants them to be able to go up and get some of those contested balls. He wants some like deep threat options. And there are guys that have that skill set. It's just putting it all together and getting them there. You're going to have Kyle Phillips back, who is someone that the Titans are really excited about, didn't get to see too much of in 22. So that's really exciting. Obviously, Traylon Burks is back. We heard from him today. And his body looks so different than it did even last season. So that's really exciting. Nick Westbrook-Akina is still going to be there. I mean, there's so many options of guys that can be running around that I don't think there's... I don't think there's any concern with where it is right now. But of course, they're always going to be looking for someone else. I don't think they've just like stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not down there, so I don't know. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they're still keeping their eyes
2: peeled. Okay, so I guess I can scratch off my question about Rand Carthin's bath bathroom schedule. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, just, I could make uh, it up for you, though. Yeah. You wouldn't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, probably around 2.30 would be my guess. He he seems like a 2.30 pooper.
0: 2.30 to 4. <laughs> it's a big window. Oh I yeah, don't yeah. know. But I, I mean, really, I mean, people used to walk by my office. So I, it di- I didn't even have a door. It was supposed to be a copy <laughs> room that they made into an office. So I didn't have a door. It was exactly the size of, like, a copy machine. So there wasn't a whole lot of places for me to go. And people just come through it was right in between like everybody's offices and the bathroom. So yeah. like you gotta pass by like the copy room troll to get where you're trying right. to go. And that's me. We and
1: need to get somebody guy, Yeah. We, we need to get somebody on Rand Carthon's floor to to pull like a you know, Will Smith in focus where the guy just sees like number fifty-five everywhere he goes. He just puts it in his brain, but like with different yeah. wide receivers that are available. <laughs> there you go. One at the stop sign in his neighborhood, one in the bathroom stall, you know, just wherever <laughs> right, he may right. be looking and yeah. just nail it into his subconscious. Right. But um, you, you got to, you know, have a look at the rookies at rookie minicamp. There's some big headlines that came out of there. Obviously, I don't, you know, I don't know how much you can or can't say about what you saw, but. Could you maybe give us a couple of undrafted free agents to keep an eye on, who you know could make some noise during training camp?
0: Well, yeah, but I have to find my roster,
1: my okay. roster.
0: Um, but I can tell you, rookie trade, rookie mini camp was a lot of fun. It was um, exponentially more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not exciting, because that's not nice to other people. Um, <laughs> it was a lot more spirited. I will say, than rookie minicamps that I have been to in the past. These guys did not look afraid. And sometimes you go out to rookie camps, especially like day one, day two, still trying to get their feet wet, still trying to figure out kind of the cadence of a practice and the pace that we're supposed to be going. And, you know, what are the expectations here? What does this drill really mean? What is this supposed to look like? There was a lot of that. Everybody was kind of moving and grooving and firing on all cylinders, which is exciting to me because I know that Mike Vrabel likes to run a really fast practice. Like, there's not a lot of uh, a lo- lollygagging. There's not a lot of just standing around. Everybody's moving, and um, so it it. It is exciting to me thinking about these guys starting to work with the vets in a couple days once OTAs really get started, because I think they're going to be able to pick up the pace really quickly and kind of take off running, which means you're going to get a lot of work done. Um, You asked about undrafted free agents. I'm very excited to talk about them. But before we do, I have to say Josh Wiley's name because I'm so excited about this tight end. Like, I can't even explain it to you how excited i am about this guy i uh and i've seen him like do one thing and talk to him once (laughs) in my like two touch points i'm like yeah that's my guy but really i am i'm like very fired up about him um did you know he's like six seven do you know know how big six seven is in real life
1: it's like mike herndon's size it's like like... it's two of me i think
0: (laughs) Wait, how tall are you? Like three, three and a half?
2: Yeah, I am. <laughs> what are you? I am right. Wait I'm actually I'm actually bigger on your computer screen than I am in real life. You're like a little
0: little, little mini man. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah,
0: That's cute. I, I knew you were. I'm also not great mini. at math
2: though, so it could be. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, um, six seven's real big in real life. Like. a a large human just walking in and i it was i knew he was tall when he was drafted they were like yeah that guy's like six seven i was like "Hmm, that sounds tall but like when he walked in i was like whoa and it's my it's my stall line if i'm doing an interview with people and i lose my train of thought I don't tell people this, I don't know why I'm you're, you guys are no very-
2: keep going, keep going. this yeah. is great because we I, we lose our our train of thought literally every week, so yeah, we could I, use this.
0: I don't know why I'm like telling you all of my little like crutches <laughs> that I have when I'm interviewing people, but when I lose my train of thought almost one hundred percent of the time, the way you know that I lost my train of thought is I'll go man, you're tall. And for whatever reason, (laughs) my brain has decided that's the phrase that will buy me exactly enough time for me to figure out what I was trying to say, which is insane.
2: Especially if I say
0: it to someone who's like a very average height,
2: um,
0: which I have done. (laughs) like, Like, I'm six one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. To me, I'm like, dang, you're tall. Okay. So back to what I was asking you about your grandmother. Um, Uh,
2: (laughs) have you ever gone the other way? Have you ever had like someone like Dion Lewis or something? You're like, man, you're short. (laughs) No.
0: No, I haven't. Um, but I also spend a lot of time with Mike Keith, so.
2: <laughs> oh, poor. Come Mike. on! <laughs> nah, actually, that was funny. I laughed. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Um, I don't get many of those in, guys. I try. I try and be cool. Um, but anyway, I mean, he really is a tall guy. So if if I need the crutch phrase, I think I can get away with it with this one because. He'd be like, "Yeah, I am." Well,
2: you may use that just without even needing the crutch. Like, you may not even lose your train of thought and still just hit him with that.
0: <laughs> well, there's a couple of people that I've like actually <laughs> meant to ask them about their height or about their body type or something about being big, but there's a ninety percent of the time if I'm asking someone about their height or their body type or their size, it's because I have no clue what I was actually about to ask.
2: Like, yeah, yeah,
0: pretty, pretty often. Um, that's what I do, but he is really tall, but he doesn't, Josh Wiley does not move like a really tall person. If that makes sense.
2: Oh, that's good. He is yeah.
0: Incredibly athletic. He seems very coordinated and very in control of his body movements, which sometimes you don't see on really tall people. Cause they're kind of like Taylor Swift. They're all like arms and legs and yeah. it's just everything's moving independently. Um, It's not their fault. They're tall people. I mean, that's just kind of how limbs work. But he seems very in control of his muscle movements and the way that he moves. He's a fast runner. And he runs very well for what he is doing. So I I was really excited to see him because I met him before I saw him on the field. And I met him and I was like, whoa this is going to be interesting to watch. And then I watched him on the field and I was like, Hey, tall guy, you move pretty well. And that was exciting to me. So he's someone who really just stuck out to me. And he, he ended practice with a pretty wild catch um, that just kind of like ended the day on a really good note. And it's one of those moments where they're like, all right, we're just going to wrap it up here. Cause that was incredible. And last one, best one type of thing.
1: Yeah. Right. So,
0: it was it, it, it was really just exciting to see him, and there you go with my tall people anecdotes too.
1: So with Wiley, uh, you know, I think a lot of people were frustrated with the pick originally because you have Chig, and you, you know, it, it felt like this was you know you see the size six seven, it's like okay this guy's probably you know a blocker first, but it's actually backwards. He was a receiver or you know a receiving tight end who learned how to block in college, so. My question to you I guess would be if you roll you know when when Swain was out there last year you knew it was a run play when Chig was out there you knew it was a pass play so when Wiley's out there paired with Chig it, does that tip does that tip the defense off to you know this is a pass or is Wiley sound enough as a blocker to where you have to kind of respect the run
0: um i, I would say that there is very little tipping that is going to happen this season good and-
2: I think some of
0: that is Josh Wiley related. I think most of that is Tim Kelly related.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I am
0: really fired up about Tim Kelly and what he's going to be able to um, bring to the offense this year. We got um, 30,000 feet Tim Kelly last year. He was more just like an outside set of eyes who were kind of watching while everything went on. And I mean, obviously he had input and he was in the meetings, yada, yada, yada. But it wasn't his offense. And I think that his offense has a little different style. Or that's what he alluded to, at least, when I talked to him at the combine. His offense has a little different style, has some different wrinkles in it, has um, some different philosophies than what we have seen in the last couple years in a Todd Downing offense. Um, Not that either is better or worse, they're just different. And so I think that the thing that I'm the most excited about in this is that Tim Kelly has had a year to evaluate the people on this team. He knows what his offensive players are really good at. He knows what they're not as good at. He knows some of the places where they need to improve. He knows some of the things that they just really blew out of the water and things that they can maybe do a little bit differently. He has all of this information already in his brain, so he can just start putting those pieces together and building an offense without needing to know all of the pieces. You know, when you bring in a new offensive coordinator, there's usually a lot of transition period, a lot of learning new language and getting to know yous and... Going around the rooms and like, hi, my name is Steve. My favorite color is purple. (laughs) Like that kind of stuff. We can skip all of that stuff for the most
2: part. Yeah, I'm so annoyed with hearing about Steve's favorite color. It is. I
0: know, right? Like, it's all he
2: talks about. It's all I know. I
0: wish we could just get past it because, like, come on, Steve. Um, (laughs) But there's so much of that that the Titans are able to skip with this offense now and just get to putting it together and creating something that's really strong. Um, I'm really fired up about it. And at practice, Tim Kelly is moving. He's involved in every single part of the offense. He's not a a pick-and-stick kind of quarterback or kind of coordinator where he just, like, picks a position. He's like, these are my guys for today. And he just like stands there and does everything with them. He's over here. He's over there. He's with tight ends and he's with offensive linemen who are always on opposite sides of the field. Then he hits receivers and he runs across and he's over with the running backs and he knows what everybody's doing. And he's actually coordinating the offense and what they're doing. He's dictating that cadence. And that's really exciting to see.
2: Is that different from last year? Is that different from how Todd did things? Was was he more of a, a coach who would kind of pick a rece- uh, like a position group and and stick by it for the entirety of the practice?
0: Maybe a little more so than what Tim Kelly seems to be. Um, And what I'm remembering also, which isn't entirely fair, is like the later parts of the season where Todd Downing would have known the places where he needs to be and spend more time with them. So it's not entirely fair to compare the two just like apples and oranges. Um, but. I was impressed by how much Tim Kelly moved throughout a practice and I haven't noticed that in the last couple years someone moving as much as Tim Kelly does. So well, take that good.
2: Yeah, that I mean all of that is good to hear cuz I feel like that was that was kind of the knock initially when Tim Kelly got the the promotion was the you know, it, I think when Tim Kelly was initially hired, we were all excited. I know Jack and I on this podcast, we were we were stoked up, yeah. about them bringing in a guy who was making something out of nothing with the Texans. And uh, and, and then coming, we're like, OK, this is going to make this offense better. Well, the offense regressed even more last year. And and then he gets the promotion. People were like, well, he had uh, he had a, a you know his chance to kind of make the offense better. The offense did not get better, but hearing you talk about how, you know, he, it wasn't really, there was only so much he could do. There wasn't much that he could add to it. And now that he's like kind of taking the reins and making this offense his own. I mean that personally, that's exciting for me because I feel like that's one of the biggest question marks heading into this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, I mean, improving the offense, while is something that every coach is striving to do and every player is striving to do, wasn't really his job. Um, he right, was there right. as an advisor, essentially. He was there as an overseer. He was there yeah. to provide an extra set of eyes and some insight. Um, so it's just, it's a different role. He was able to interject, provide opinions, you know, do all of that stuff. Now it's his offense. And there's so many different things that come along with having your offense that you're installing, that you're putting into place, you're working directly with Ryan Tannehill, with the receivers. You're the one that's really putting this stuff down on paper and ultimately dictating what's being called on Sundays.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Um, I was going to say, it, it is still May 16th, and I don't want to, you know...
0: Did the, 16th? Holy
1: uh, smoke! Yeah, 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 we're halfway through May. Slipping
0: into the future, guys.
1: But uh, and I know it's early, so I, let me know if that you know this is still a work in progress. But you know, fit Randy is not the kicker anymore. He is now a free mm-hmm. agent, and uh, you know it. It feels like it was just you know yesterday that the Titans just had the worst luck at that position, and you know you you kind of get some consistency out of Randy. I know he didn't hit, you know over 50 very consistently but I mean he was a good kicker in his time with the Titans he's gone what's the plan I, do they have a is this going to be like a last second you know Mike Vrabel calls in the the veteran that got cut from a camp or what's the plan yeah. as it stands in the middle of May
2: Tony Danza as the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia <laughs> phenomenon you know people forget
1: <laughs>
0: people do forget about that right yeah <laughs> um Well, Caleb Shudak is still on the roster. He is still part of the equation. He's someone that we saw in 2022. They also added a guy to the roster, a rookie from Texas Tech. His name is Trey Wolf.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, he's someone that we got to see a little bit in rookie minicamp. And Mike Vrabel talked about him actually after, because Vrabes was saying that as a person who's never been a – Specialist of that sort. He didn't really understand how much all three of that group, the holder, the snap, like all of these things kind of went together and how much they really had to work together. Um, it's not just coming out and kicking the ball a bunch of times at the thing, the whole orchestra has to work. Right. Um, because if the snap is off, if the hold is weird, none of it's going to work. Um, so he was emphasizing to those guys that they need to spend a lot of time together. They need to get that motion correct. The, like the whole process needs to work together. So there's a lot of times that maybe a kick wouldn't go the way that Trey wanted it to go, or something would happen, but it wasn't necessarily because Trey wasn't doing a good job. It was because the whole group of guys was trying to work together to perfect this one. It's like one fluid motion that has to happen through three people. And I keep just swirling my hands thinking <laughs> you guys are going to understand what this yeah. is. Yeah.
2: No, uh, you're, you're orchestrating.
0: I'm orchestrating it. It's a fluid motion. And um, so, so that was something that is going to continue to improve. You're going to continue to see them working on that And throughout training camp, will they bring in another guy to do some of the kicking and kind of shoulder that load? Because if nothing else, training camp is a bear on your legs. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a lot of balls that you're just whacking at for about a month. So will they bring in someone else to kind of help shoulder that load and maybe give someone else another shot? I don't know. Will they ride with these two guys? We know that Caleb Shudak has done it in the past. Is that the guy? I don't know. Are they going to give this Trey Wolf some more opportunities? I don't know. But I think it's something that is top of mind. I don't think that it's something that's kind of been forgotten. It's like, oh, crap, we have to kicker. We gotta yeah. find a kicker. <laughs> um, because sometimes that happens to me. I assure you that that is not what happens
1: downstairs. That's good to hear.
2: Mm-hmm. I just want to give Jack and I our credit uh for us both being extremely mature and keeping straight faces when you said that's a lot of balls you're whacking it and us not even cracking a smile. We You know very what's really funny and professional about it
0: is that I started to walk it back but neither one of you blinked and so I was like maybe they didn't notice.
2: Look, we're grown. It we are happen. Oh, that doesn't get by We've matured a lot since the last time you were on this podcast. Uh, yeah, so I'm, we, we, we are we're grown men now.
0: I am just really, I, I would have walked it back had yeah. had I seen a twinkle in your eye, and I didn't even see that.
2: You know we we have we have won an award since the last time you were on this podcast. So we're now an award winning podcast, uh, podcast. Two time award winning podcast. Two two time yeah, technically two time award winning podcast. Two separate won the awards. Same award twice. Uh no, Different two awards sep- actually. Two separate awards. One was actually made up just for us yeah. to win, um oh, that's which cute. that's nice. Yeah. It was we were the the winners of the uh best national sports podcast to not be nominated for best national sports podcast. We actually have a plaque to to show for it. And that's then nice. and then the next year we won best national sports podcast. So
0: Do you think they nominated you for the second one so you wouldn't win? The- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to So Bros first. Yeah, probably. We'll probably. take all the awards we can get.
2: Yeah, look, if they want to give it to us, however they want to give it to us, we're fine. I, can I do mean, know we're, like, congratulations
0: want. is probably what I should have said first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Amy, congrats. You're you're, you're in the same realm as. Us. How do you feel that you guys kind of got snubbed for that? I, I mean,
0: I mean, uh, now I'm horrified. I don't like knowing <laughs> that there was something that I could have won and didn't, but I didn't even know this was a thing. So. I guess I I can be retroactively furious. I
2: I do have to ask you, speaking of the OTP, the (laughs) official Titans podcast, um, have you recovered from the spider incident? Guys, Uh, that
0: was the craziest thing, and it happened right over there. (laughs) Um, I really – so we're sitting there talking, and just right in front of my face
2: emerges
0: (laughs) this little spider. It it was very like Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's
2: Web, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. some pig. (laughs)
0: I like kind of expected someone to be like in the ceiling with like a fishing line like <laughs> it down, because it was like, just so cartoony.
2: Like it's T-Rack behind you with a fishing pole playing a prank on you. <laughs>
0: right. And that's kind of what I thought. And then it starts to, you know, do what spiders do with the legs and everything. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world is happening? So I let it get a little bit lower. And I thought if it gets on my carpet, that is like patterned. I'm never going to find this guy and he's going to be living in my office with me and I'll never feel safe again. So I have to destroy it. And so I just did. And weirdly, because it's Mike Keith, he has to like p- play by play the whole thing.
2: I was going to say, <laughs> and ter- the whole time you're getting terrific Mike That's... Keith play by play of the incident. So, so then Brad. it
0: becomes a moment. Now it's like a sports event. So I have to kill it because I must win. Because For sure, I've got the narration going. Yeah, uh, but it really like was a little shaken because of how just like comedically perfect it was i was like somebody did this to me and then i started worrying are there more of them
2: oh that's a good like, question you know they 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 populate very quickly They travel in
0: packs the spider
2: uh-huh. yeah and
0: so i was like there's probably more living in my ceiling do i investigate no i won't
2: <laughs> yeah what we'll we'll you don't wait. know we'll can't hurt you But that's more reason to subscribe to the OTP. Find out if there's more spiders coming down from the ceiling. No, you definitely have to go and listen to this. It's just phenomenal. Phenomenal moment on the, I believe it was the the most recent episode Uh of OTP. Uh, So go go check that out. Amy, before we get you out of here, I got to ask, the schedule has been dropped. Now, I also heard you talking on OTP, uh, shameless plug, of the... You talking about how one of the your favorite things about the schedule for the Titans this year is the consistency, and it, you got a lot of noon kickoffs, which is one of the perks of not having prime time. Like we as fans, we look for those prime time games, but when you don't have them, you do get that sense of consistency. Now I got to ask you: Was this is this is that fully like you believe that is a you know a tactic or like a, a an advantage for the Titans to kind of get in that rhythm? Or are you just coming at that as a new mom and you want that consistency in your own life? <laughs> because look, I, as a new dad, I get it. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm also looking forward to the noon kickoffs every single week to where I can just watch these games and like to have that rhythm in my own life. So is that is where, where are you coming from at that? Well, like, is it 50, 50 or, or what?
0: Oh, 60, 40 in my favor for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, really, honestly, truly, I think that there is an advantage to teams that have consistent schedules. Now, is it consistently noon? That I don't know. I don't think there's like magical noon power. But I do think that having a consistent time where you can get in a rhythm where you're traveling basically balances out with your Home schedule. You know, for the most part, it's not like we have one stretch where the Titans are on the road for three weeks in a row in November, and that's going to be a little like gooferoo. But for the most part, those noon kickoffs keep everything consistent, and you're able to get in a rhythm in terms of, I wake up at this time, I eat this thing, I go to the stadium on this bus, I go through this motion and then after the game, I do rehab it this time. I do it, keeps the entire week on the same kind of the routine case, in the same flow. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a noon kick and then a 315 kick. And then you're across the country and it's a 715 game and then an 835 kick for no reason. And then you're back to a noon game. And then it's a 315 game. When you're all over the road, it's so hard to figure out what time do I do things? Because you don't have a, like a guidepost to orient yourself. And when, 17 weeks are Groundhog Day, you need that guidepost to orient yourself. So I guess when we do that, we have one, two, three, four, five noon games before the the Baltimore game in London. And that one's different because it's 830 here. It's not really like it's not like you're playing at 830 in London. So that one almost doesn't count. We'll throw that out. So then you have a bye. Then you have another noon game. So you really don't have to maneuver the like primetime game until that Thursday night game in Pittsburgh in November, early November. So you have seven weeks essentially of, okay, I do this at this time. I do this at this. Mm -hmm. This happens three hours before kick. This happens two hours and 45 minutes before kick. So it's so easy then to orient yourself to what happens at, 7:15 7:15 kick. Cause you just changed the schedule, but you've already established how you like your game to go. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I would say don't underestimate noon power because Kirk Cousins <laughs> has made an entire career out of it.
2: Yeah. Noon power is a huge yeah, magic touch for uh, certain teams,
0: dude. I love it. I like that. I can roll into a stadium at like eight, eight 30, have my coffee in my hand. Uh-huh. I go into the booth, have fun with the gang. We, do a pregame show, we call the game, I'm rolling out of there, I'm home by dinner time, pick up a pizza on the way. Like
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm day. sure this doesn't affect you like it does the rest of us, but like at that noon, that like exactly what you described, that Sunday morning noon time, Sunday scaries haven't even hit yet. So like no. you're feeling good. Like it's no, still I mean the you're weekend. great. You've got that weekend. We talks
0: during the game. I mean, this yeah. is you don't even have to deal with that until Monday afternoon, really. <laughs> I mean, if you do it right.
1: We we yeah. talked a lot about Rand Carthon's poop schedule, but the nap schedule from after the, the noon games. I mean, that could really play as a new mom. A lot of yeah. energy. Oh, see, and worry.
0: that's really nice if I can see. And noon games are good too because if Livvy's at the stadium with me, she takes like a like a ten thirty ish nap. Mm-hmm. So if I can get her in that nanny room to take a nap, all of a sudden then. Uh, she's not even like trying to entertain herself during a game until at least like well into the first quarter. And then she'll take another one. And by the time I get her home, she's delightful because she's had two naps. Yeah. Great.
2: So there is a nanny. There is a nanny room at, at Nissan stadium
0: for the staff they provide. And it's one of the greatest, most underrated just staff perks that I've ever experienced. And I would take it for granted in my whole life. They uh, they provide child care for the staff because I work for the team, obviously. My husband also works for the team. And so we have this baby on game days that we're like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do, right, we do? Yeah. So you will see a lot of times before the game, my husband walking around down on the field like, taking different groups of people out to the field or to do something pregame or out in the parking lot with my child just strapped to the front of him because I got to do the pregame show and the nanny room hasn't opened yet. So sorry. Or I'm like in full Titans gear, handing <laughs> her off in the parking lot. And I'm like, she can't be in the booth anymore. We got to work. Here you go. Like, do She spent a lot of time in the Titans radio booth. Um, She spent a lot of time with coach Mack entertaining her
1: good influences.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And. Uh, she's she spent a lot of time in the, the bowels of nissan stadium
2: <laughs> we need to get donald page to get photos of her walking in so we can get her game day fit see what she's rocking you know? oh
1: yeah i was gonna say oh. we need to get the we need to get the the nanny on to figure out you know to get the <laughs> game within a game with the stiff arm right. she's throwing in the God. yeah I'm get the not...
2: real scouting report
0: <laughs> can you imagine my kid like messing up some like titans players kid and then i have to explain like why my child beat up like derrick henry's child and oh my that god oh
1: there's no the way that that
0: anymore now. and oh no i would
2: i would absolutely love i that. mean
0: this is bad parenting right like this is not good
2: no this, no no, no, no. Again,
0: it's better to be throwing the other arms. children
2: like, if anything if anything, I'm jealous that you have a yeah. nanny room to put throw your kid in while you're watching Titans games. Like that's uh how do I how do us the general public get uh one of those? And and how can I get one of those here in Chicago where well, like
0: what if you just I, like just get some friends together? A nanny room can be whatever you want it to be. The nanny room is where your child is, you know? That's that, what I always
2: say. Uh Confucius joining us here on the Titan Up <laughs> Podcast. A nanny room can be whatever you want it to be. I wanna I want to, that plastered all over. I want that on like oh, one of those like signs that our moms put up in our, in their kitchens, you know, like yeah. kind of I I mean
0: don't limit your dreams. Uh, you need a room and a nanny and I mean the rest of it is pretty much <laughs> good to go. But really, I mean, big shout out to the Tennessee Titans because they have that, saved us. I
2: can't imagine you're area. getting that perk at FedEx Field. <laughs> you know, like I feel like there's some, <laughs> there's some NFL franchises where you're not getting the nanny room I- no. included.
0: No, this is just a delightful thing, and our HR team heads it up every year. And it was always something where I was like, "Oh, that's cute," and like didn't understand how vitally it would important it would be to just oh, like, functioning as a human. Um, but those Sundays, man, where she comes out with artwork, and I'm like, "Yes, this is great." Baby art on game days. I'm like writing the score of the game on the back because I'm that. Yeah. Cool. Like oh, her name? That. No, I know who it is. Yeah, 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 right. I oh, care. I love Score that. Score of the game? Got a document.
2: This is this is I love this. The Titans are such a forward-thinking franchise, and I freaking love it. Um, and I, I guess we should say before we let you go, happy belated Mother's Day. Uh, oh, I hope you. it was a good one.
0: Thanks, it was delightful. Did you do nice things for your wife?
2: I got her a bag of peanut M and M's. Oh, that's Not pretty nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's pretty solid. Oh, that's good.
1: Is it
2: good?
0: It though? is. Yeah, uh, Jack, yeah,
2: come on. You're supposed <laughs> to on my my team here, man. Yeah, just have no, my back. I mean,
0: do, wait, is she's is she not like allergic to peanuts, is she? that. Was, well, we we did bad.
2: learn that on Sunday. Yeah, okay, it was not.
0: Right. <laughs> so when she know, started I'm breaking now, on the
2: hives. Right? It was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, well, she went into shock, and we had to take her to the hospital. But uh, other than that, great Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah it
0: sounds really nice. <laughs> it sounds uh, intimate. You got to spend some time together. going Yeah. Yeah,
2: and then I and then I got her some flowers that she was also allergic to, so she had to step spend an extra night in the hospital. Right. Uh, it was yeah, it was a wild wild forty eight hours. Uh, Amy, nice. you are so awesome for spending so much time with us and putting up with our ridiculousness. Um, follow her guys at Titans on Twitter, um, and it, it yeah. also TitansAmy on Instagram as well. Correct?
0: Yes, Titans underscore Amy. Um, Titans underscore Amy. I, I locked myself out of the real one. It's a thing. <laughs>
1: been there yeah right
2: the uh give give her a follow honestly she's one of the best and go ahead and and, uh and hit up uh the official titans podcast i'm not going to say it's as good as this one because uh you haven't won any awards yeah according to the awards it's not but i will say i will vouch for it though it is still a very very good podcast that you should listen to um, Amy, last bit, uh, last thing on my agenda, uh, Rand. I can't talk about Rand Carthon's poop schedule. So, I, uh, oh, last thing uh, I gotta say, M I Z
0: Z O. What a way to end a show!
1: Yeah, uh, Amy. Before is. you go, I, I have to, I have to just say you're really tall. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> there are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle.
2: Love having Amy Wells join us on this podcast. She is so great, you guys. Honestly, I can't rave about her enough. And it's not just because she's a Mizzou grad. And we all know how well Mizzou grads do uh, within the Titans organization. Shout out Bo Brinkley.
1: Shout out. Uh, um, Say him. Say his name. Dorial Green Beckham. Say his name. <laughs> yeah. Shout Buckle out. Can.
2: Shout out Blaine Gabbert. Um, maybe that's just like
1: a pipeline the titans should just cut off
2: you son of a bitch i hey (laughs) you freaking host a podcast with one right now okay so i i think you should you should look take my wife's name out your bleeping mouth okay (laughs) um it is um i will say this You know, I I did want to ask Amy about the wide receiver core and I did not feel better. That was the one question we asked her where I did not feel better about um, the situation after hearing her and like have her being like, you know, they feel pretty confident about this group. It's a hard one to sugarcoat. Well, yeah, you're going to say you're going to feel confident. You're not going to say like, well, they don't feel confident about this group. Um, It is it is that is that is one area where I'm like still like shaking my head. And I wanted to ask her. Before uh, we we got her out, I wanted to ask her, you know, what what's the your biggest question mark heading into the season? And I, I wanted to see what her answer would be. And I imagine it would have been like wide receivers or or, you know, the offense as a whole. But I will say this. I'm I've been grasping at straws in terms of finding a silver lining. With that wide receiver room and we spent a whole last week's episode. If you want to hear us railing about the wide receiver room, you can go and listen to it. We, 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 we spent a whole long segment last week talking about it. The Titans ranked dead last, uh, according to that, the, you know, the one ranking Michael of Clay. wide receiver rooms in the NFL, Michael Clay. Thank the you.
1: Michael Clay ranked the Titans last.
2: And, and look, I, I, I don't, I don't. Disagree with that. No. I, I do think the Titans do rank, if they're not last, they're 31st, maybe at best. However, <laughs> that when you review that list a little closer, just five slots higher than the Tennessee Titans at number 27, you've got Super Bowl champion Kansas
1: City Chiefs.
2: So the Titans are only five slots behind. The reigning Super Bowl champs.
1: Yeah, but they've got Mahomes. Mahomes will look. It'll make any bad receiver uh, look. Mahomes good.
2: this. Mahomes that. It's like oh Austin gosh.
1: Reeves playing with the Lakers. Like LeBron's going to turn him into a you monster. You sound
2: always... like you sound like the national media right now, Jack. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> the Titans are only five slots behind the Super Bowl champs. Okay, now this may be the only metric in all of football that they're five slots behind the Super Bowl champs. But I'm going to take that for what it's worth, okay? The Titans are only five slots worse at wide receiver than the Super Bowl champs. I'm going to take that. So maybe, look, maybe if things fall our way, if this team can go 17-0 and like we predicted earlier in this episode, then maybe, maybe this, this wide receiver group can win a Super Bowl trophy. Uh, uh, just a Lombardi. They can, they can look. I, I would love, love to see Nick Westbrook-Akine on the stand after the game with the confetti falling, just holding up that silver. It's gonna that happen. silver Lombardi, and Eventually. just kissing it. Yeah, being very sensual and kissing it. And then maybe we we get another Instagram post out of him. I imagine if if he hoists a Lombardi, that will warrant a Nick Westbrook-Akine Instagram post, which we know is as rare these days. As a Titans victory, I'm sorry. It's a seven game losing streak. I can say that. I, uh, that, but
1: but you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it it's coming sooner or later. I, I know that he did just get married, and uh, I saw the boys out in uh, force at that wedding. I wasn't there, of course. I saw it on Instagram. Kyle Phillips, Mason Kinsey, N.W.I. The three Musketeers together Mason again. Kinsey. <laughs> Mason Kinsey, an uncle
2: of this podcast, we need to get him back on. I don't know I why mean, we haven't. Should.
1: We I we haven't uh,
2: gone down that pipeline in a while. We need to get we need to get the 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 goat Mason Kinsey back on this podcast. All right, we need to get out of here. This has been quite the episode. Uh Follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. Uh, we've kind of been stagnant a little bit with our content lately, but we're trying to ramp that back up. Hopefully, we can get a little more out to you. So uh, follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. It is we still do put out churn out some pretty good content. And if I do say so myself, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're definitely a lot more active on Twitter at tighten up pod, um, but it is a lot of fun. we appreciate interacting with you guys so much. And then you can follow us on our personal accounts at Austin Huff on Instagram and Twitter and at Jack a Gentry on, uh, inst- on Twitter and Instagram,
1: Jack Gentry too on Instagram, but yeah, Jack I'm, not, Gentry I'm, too. Not, I'm not worth your time on Instagram. You know, you are
2: you, Jack. You're worth
1: all of our time on,
2: on every platform. <laughs> Um, no, you can, you can follow him on, uh, on hinge or something. I don't know what you're, what maybe, I don't know what, what you're on. Yeah. Not, not hinge though. Yeah. When, when, look, I've never related to anyone more than Amy Wells coming on this podcast and talking about being a, a, a parent because, uh, you know, she has one kid oh, running around.
1: I, I'm already going to stop you short. I
2: sometimes feel like I have two with my <laughs> daughter at home and then this this little baby I have to take care of every week on this podcast. Um, follow uh, uh, follow ADZ sports and all the social media platforms. And then look, it's been a while since we've uh, had a rating or a review for this podcast. Go ahead and leave a rating really review. If you like us, if you enjoy the, the content, we turn out, give us a rating give us five stars and then in the little comment section there say uh, make sure you point out that point four and a half of those stars go to the tighten up idiots and point five stars go to buck now jack with that said uh
1: is there anything you've got for the road nope it's it's about that time the sand's getting a little hotter on our toes we're we're, we've entered the desert we have but oh, is that, that's before. all that's all that's all you that's all we've been here before we're gonna find that water we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna get there we're gonna get where we need to be but in order to do that i can't really have much for the back end of the podcast because we do have to save some stuff for the rest of the off season
2: we really do and we're trying to i will say this it's taken us three years but i do feel like we are uh parging our content we're like we're like should Rationing. we hit on this? this- rationing yeah what did i say Paraging. i don't mm. even know if that's
1: a word i don't either
2: uh we are rationing off our content we're like should we hit on this this week no 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 let's save it because we know it is it's like it's like we find like one granola bar in the bottom of our our knapsack and we're like should we eat this now and jack's like no 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 let's no, no, save no. it let's save it for next week like let's see these one little bite here and then next week we'll we'll get into it so um, our last. Our last um, comment came on January 30th of this year from GB Titan fan. This is on on the review for the podcast. And I, I, I we probably read this on the podcast before, but four and a half stars for the Tuppers, 0. 0.4 stars for Buck.
1: Yeah, you can go like, lower than 0.
2: 0.5. Yeah, you don't have That's to. Yeah, it's just a suggestion. And then 0. 0.1 star for bottle service.
1: That's a great review. That's that's a reference. We need to freshen up the review page. If we do, if you guys have some time, we would love to read your reviews next week.
2: It literally takes 15 seconds. No joke. If you, if you, especially if you listen on the um, Apple podcast app, just scroll down to the bottom of our podcast page and you can um, you, and we do share this podcast page with a number of other podcasts within the A to Z sports family. But Go down and just literally scroll down, and you're already logged in. So it, it it takes, no joke, 15 seconds for you to leave a five-star rating and then type up something real quick. So uh, we encourage you all to do it. Thank you to all of you who have done it. If you've already done it, I think maybe try and do it again. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. The more um, the merrier. Thank, yeah, the more the merrier. You know, look, who's going to say? Who's going to get mad at you for leaving more than one review, right? This isn't Yelp, okay? It's- this is the... Uh, <laughs> Make your own rules. Okay, uh, we got to get out of here, Jack. Um, you already hit us with uh, what you got for the road. Look, we love you, Titans fans. We appreciate all of you who support this podcast, this really dumb podcast. We we appreciate you, and we 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 love each and every one of you that get this show, and we thank you for getting it and kind of having fun with us uh, in terms of being a Titans fan. Because there are times when it's not fun to be a Titans fan, but we try and make it fun every single Wednesday. We hope you enjoy it. With that said, until next week, tighten up.
1: They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.